Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, presented by the University of Maryland Sports Business Society. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Locker Room Podcast. This is Noah Rabinovich, and today uh, we're here with a really special guest, the, the Director of Marketing at OBG360 at the Chesapeake Arena Employers Insurance. Um, please welcome Jessica Stark. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, this is really exciting. Thank you, Noah, for inviting me on your podcast. Uh, really excited to be here and even more excited to be attending the Maryland Sports Business Conference with you on Friday. So yeah, super excited for it. I'm glad you could join us today. So you're kind of hinting at it a little bit, but so we kind of know each other from the whole entire sports conference. So my role being director of sponsorships, you know, I contacted you kind of wanted to learn more about what you do, kind of your, the company, OBT360 and uh, Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. And then we kind of got a partnership growing. And now, awesome enough, we're going to do this podcast. So really glad to have you on. Yeah, thank you. Yep. So I guess we'll kind of just get right into it. So, you know, this, even before like the whole entire marketing aspect and with sports entertainment, can you just talk a little about yourself? Uh, I know you're from the New England area. Uh, can you kind of just talk about growing up there, kind of, uh, your college experience also a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in Southern Vermont, which is um, a small ski town, um, lots of ski resorts and different travel and tourism businesses in that area. So um, it's really been ingrained in me since I was a young kid. I started at 14 years old, kind of working at various jobs around the mountain um, and just fell in love with hospitality, travel and tourism. Um, and that brought me into, you know, going into college. I went to Huston University in Maine, um, exploring their hospitality and business management program. That's awesome. So can you kind of just talk more a little, little bit about your major specifically? I know that, you know, we'll get more into it later, but obviously doing like, you're more focused on marketing right now. And there's definitely, you know, they definitely go together, but kind of like why you chose hospitality, I kind of focus in on that. Um, well, at that point in time, like what your career goals were, career goals were. Yeah. So at the time, you know, I was working at the front desk of a ski resort and I just fell in love with, you know, talking with the different guests that were coming in and, um, you know, doing all of the tourism and, and travel, um, related jobs. And I kind of discovered hospitality and it was really an umbrella industry, um, hospitality covers restaurants and hotels and airlines and resorts, amusement parks. It's an umbrella industry that covers everything. So when I discovered that, and I had naturally been kind of good at it since I was working in it, since I was 14 years old, um, I decided to go to school for it. It felt like a really great choice because I didn't have to nail down exactly what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be right at that point in time. Um, I knew that having a degree in hospitality would allow me to kind of explore different avenues. And if I changed my mind, having a, a degree in a, in an industry like hospitality, you could easily make a change and apply the same principles to really anything. So um, it felt like a very safe 
um, bet for me and exciting all at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that, you know, just from being 14 years old, kind of having that experience and just kind of like then in college, kind of like, I guess, really building on those skills makes a lot of sense why you do that. And also just a good point, kind of like it's broad enough that there's like so many avenues you can take. And I think one thing that I'm learning kind of, and we'll get more into later, but just like with your, you know, after college, the career, the jobs you took on, like there's so many different things you can do with that. Um, so can you, can you kind of now talk about just, you know, after college, after getting your master's, kind of just talk a little bit, bit about, you know, your first couple of jobs. I know you worked in Vermont and Maine. Um, you worked at places like uh, Spectra. Um, can you kind of talk about then how you shifted from, obviously, you know, they go together, but how you kind of got into sales and marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, throughout my high school and early college careers, I always wanted to make sure that um, my experiences, my jobs that I held were going to be beneficial and teach me something that could go along with me for my entire career. So I, I knew that I was going to have to work throughout all of my college experience. So I wanted to make sure that it all applied to what I was wanted to do. Um, so I started off in a casino, so a, a different type of gaming, but um, you know, I started off working at Hollywood Casino in Maine. Um, and then I also went back home to Vermont and I worked at the Vermont Telephone Company. Um, and that was really my first experience in an actual sales and marketing position. Um, it was actually quite interesting. Um, Google was doing this initiative to provide fiber optic internet service to rural areas. So they provided Vermont Telephone Company with a very, very large grant to allow them to put the infrastructure in Southern Maryland, Southern Vermont. And, mm -hmm. um, and then a part of that initiative was to educate and um, inform that region of what fiber optic internet was, what the capabilities were. So they shipped us um, a bunch of Chromebooks and we went around the community and started talking about how you know, awesome our internet service was gonna be and what um, people could do with it and teaching them how to use computers. And so that was kind of my first experience in sales and marketing. Um, and I just, I just loved it. It was basically when it comes down to it, it was relationship building and that goes to the root of hospitality. Um, yeah, so it kind of connected really well together. And that's kind of how I've ended up continuously in these sales and marketing roles. Gotcha. Uh, I think, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, <laughs> I think that another thing just with sales and marketing is, you know, you can kind of do, you can kind of like get into any industry of sales and marketing just because of your, you know, outside of what you do in college, like the skills you build, just like your personality, just having that like quality of build relationships. Like you can do things in sports and entertainment or you can do things like with the Chromebooks, like you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've never had an interest in tech um, and it was fun while it lasted, <laughs> lasted but, you know, ultimately I, I've just loved working in sports and entertainment. And that's kind of naturally where I fell into when I went back to Maine, um, you know, for the fall and spring semesters, um, there was a arena there and I got hired pretty quickly as a intern, a sales and marketing intern. Um, and that kind of started off my career in the, in the sports and entertainment marketing industry. Gotcha. So kind of now getting into, you know, this, this being a sports podcast. So obviously um, with Spectra and with OVG360, um, it's not just focused on sports, it's entertainment, it's with these venues. 
So did you have like an idea, like were you thinking like when you were, you know, pursuing these jobs, like when you were in college, were you thinking, oh, I want to work in sports entertainment or now it just happened and it's kind of like, oh, this is, this is really great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I never thought it was even a possibility to work in sports and entertainment. Um, it just felt like one of those careers that, um, especially in New England, would be really hard to jump into. Um, when you think of sports and entertainment, it's like, you know, these major cities, these major areas. And I think once I got into the arena in, in Bangor, um, it really opened up a whole new world for me about how you can work in sports and entertainment, even in these kind of smaller regions and smaller markets. Yeah, absolutely. And can you kind of just talk a little bit about, you know, what it was like working in New England, that area, and now, you know, maybe compared to Baltimore? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's a there's not a whole lot going on in, in New England, um, except for kind of what we were doing at the, the arenas. So it, it was really energizing to be there what we were doing was kind of the greatest thing going on in town so it was fairly easy um, to get people to come out um, to really host these amazing events um, and then coming here into Baltimore um, it's been a little bit more difficult just because there's so much going on in this region and it's both simultaneously very exciting and also as a, a marketing person for a small venue it can be challenging as well um, but overall, I, I mean, this area is, has been great um, to move to. When you think about anybody wanting to work in sports or entertainment, this region just has so much going on. When you think about all of the minor league teams, the major league teams, venues galore. I mean, there's so many opportunities in this area. It's definitely just an energizing place to be if, if you wanted to work in sports and entertainment. Yeah, definitely. And I think that also just like, Baltimore being so close to DC, like there's always something happening. There's it's close to this big city. So, so many people around so many um, different like things to attract people at night, kind of just different choices. Like it's always kind of nonstop something to do. So definitely a great place to work. Great place to work. There's something for everybody. And there's so many different um, demographics that are looking for different types of entertainment. It, it's definitely like, yeah, a very exciting place to be and work. Awesome. Um, okay, so now I kind of want to talk more about kind of what you're doing in Baltimore. So when I actually first started, when we started um, communicating about the sponsorship for the sports conference, to be honest, I was always kind of a little confused about OVG, OVG facilities, OVG 360, and then Chesapeake Employees, Employers Insurance Arena. Can you kind of just talk about, before even just your specific role, kind of just talk about OVG itself and its company? Yeah, so I mean, OVG 360 is now the, the rebrand of um, OVG facilities. Um, so now we're a full service venue management company. Um, we offer everything from sustainability consulting to um, food and beverage services to parking to customer service to premium seating and sales. We really are a, you know, well-versed um, company and we we basically um, come in and we manage manage venues. Um, it, the relationship with um, Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena is that UMBC owns this venue. It was formerly known as UMBC Event Center, and it was renamed Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena um, back in 2020. 
Um, so basically, Chesapeake Employers Insurance purchased the naming rights of the venue. Um, so they just have the name of it. OVG 360 operates and runs it, and UMBC owns it. Got it. Okay. So I know just when I was, when I first kind of heard about all this, I was a little confused. So just want to make sure, you know, all the listeners kind of get a full explanation of kind of how exactly it works, specifically, you know, also being part of the UMBC campus. Um, so yeah. So can you kind of just talk about now, obviously, there are different venues that um, are part of OVG 360, but can you kind of talk about what it's like working for this specific one with Chesapeake employers and kind of what it's like working on a college campus? Absolutely. So, um, you know, my role and what I do in this venue is we are here to assist and consult with UMBC Athletics um, to help them run their um, sporting events that they host here in the venue. Um, so we host UMBC women's volleyball, uh, UMBC men's basketball, and UMBC women's basketball here. Um, so we work closely with them to really make sure that the fan experience when they're in the venue is um, the best that it can be. Um, so that we brainstorm different promotions, different theme nights. Um, we also put together the team that helps run all the video boards and different things that you see going on during the basketball games or the volleyball games. Um, and then my overarching goal also is just to spread awareness that the venue is here because we host concerts and shows as well. So um, my job as the director of marketing is to make sure that everybody in this region um, knows that we're here, we're hosting great events and um, you know, what, whatever else is going on here. Awesome. And I know right before we started recording, you talked a little bit about um, some really cool stuff happening this week uh, and stuff with the summer. You want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, coming back out of kind of post pandemic, we have been rocking and rolling ever since um, we've hosted uh, UMBC athletics, which we had a great first season back with fans. Um, and then we've been hitting concerts and shows pretty much ever since we host um, everything from Harlem Globetrotters. Um, we've had, um, we have Limp Biscuit coming up. We had See, I'm blanking right now on everything we've done. It's all the blur. <laughs> it's all the so blur. It's so crazy. Um, but yeah, and and this week we are actually prepping to host AEW, um, All Elite Wrestling, Dynamite, and Rampage, which will be broadcast live on TBS tomorrow. Um, so we're really That's super excited. Yeah, yeah, very excited. Definitely. Um, yeah, that sounds really awesome. Um, I, I want to watch AEW uh, event tomorrow night for sure. Um, that's really cool to know that, like, also just being from Baltimore for myself, like, all these venues, all these uh, shows and entertainment are being put on, like, 10, 15 minutes away. So that's really cool. Um, so another question I had, especially recently just with COVID, what do you think is kind of, like, you know, what is the biggest challenge to when it comes to getting clients or retaining clients? especially during COVID, especially now with television being bigger than ever, people want to stay home. Like, how do you get people to actually come to the arena, come to the venue, like when they can just watch it at home? Yeah. I mean, I think that there obviously is a lot of, there are a lot of people out there who still would rather stay at home and watch, um, you know, content on TV. But I think that there is still a very large portion of the community that wants to get out and enjoy these live events. Um, I've definitely noticed in 
kind of the post COVID world, when we first opened up our shows, you know, we were selling out most of all our shows. I think that there was so much excitement and anticipation to get back out and get doing it um, again. So um, I haven't really seen too much of a concern there with, you know, worrying about people wanting to wanting to stay, stay home. Mm -hmm. So from a marketing standpoint, do you think you've made any changes just from, you know, pre-COVID to now? Um, well, when we first opened up, um, there were definitely some challenges with marketing. Um, it, it's kind of diminished a little bit since then, but when we first opened up, there were a lot of interest in people coming out to sporting events and coming to concerts whenever you talk to people, but it was really hard to get groups or organizations or anybody to want to promote people going out to do those things. Cause it was still a, a little bit of a, um, I guess it, people could be judgmental about it or didn't really want to promote people going out to do those things. Cause it wasn't quite, um, everything wasn't quite lifted the way that it is now. Um, we're seeing that go away, um, which has been really nice. Um, so that's definitely a, a, a nice relief in the marketing sense. Got it. Okay. Um, so now I kind of wanted to focus a little bit more about just you know, outside of even OBG, kind of just marketing itself. Um, can you kind of just talk a little bit about, you know, the relationship between marketing and sales? Um, I know that I've had experience with sales this year just through a different internship I've had. And I know that, you know, they kind of go hand in hand, but obviously I think a lot of people who don't really work in either kind of think they're like very separate. Can you kind of just talk about like the relationship? Yeah, so I guess the difference, the major difference between marketing and sales is that I think marketing is more kind of spreading the word and put the, putting the word out there and sales is really closing the deal. Um, you know, but again, they both go hand in hand. They're both relationship building. They're both building that connection with your um, guests, your fans, um, you know, one way or the other. So they are very interconnected and um, anybody working in sales and marketing will know that um, you generally have to kind of bounce back and forth between doing both fairly frequently. Definitely. And just with relationship building, when it comes to sports entertainment, like, can you just kind of talk about like the value and relationships? I know that, you know, someone who wants to work in sports one day, like all you hear about is, you know, network, 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 like LinkedIn, just always try to connect with people. Can you just talk about like why in sports it matters so much and entertainment? Yeah, I mean, network is your net worth. I'm sure you've heard that before. Um, yeah. It's super important. And I have a great example of it um, just in my own personal experience. But um, I think, especially in sports and entertainment, um, you know, this is an industry where we work very hard. Uh, we work long hours, nights and weekends, and you you really want to enjoy working with the people that you're around. So I think that networking is super important. People want to hire somebody that they know, that they trust, that they know is going to do a great job. So as much as, you know, having those, the skill set is important. It's also important to have um, a little bit of a relationship with somebody and know who they are before they're coming on board. So I, as far as like, getting different opportunities and connections, you know, networking is super important with getting a, a job in this industry. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. There's, it, it, you said in the beginning, just networking, it, your net worth just, mm -hmm. 
end of the day, it's kind of all about that, I feel like, especially in sports entertainment, so. Yeah, yeah, and I actually, um, my own, just kind of an example of how my network has sort of worked out well for me is um, when I was in Maine as an intern, um, I met the director of sales and marketing for the venue that I was at. Um, and she ended up moving down here to Baltimore to become the general manager of this building, Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Um, and she ended up calling me and offering me a job down here in Baltimore um, when she knew that I was looking to kind of progress in my career. So, you know, a great example of kind of network you know, paying off and um, providing some really amazing opportunities. And, you know, obviously she, she trusted me to come down and, and do this and we work really well together. So it just kind of works out. Yeah, definitely. And it's not just about like, you know, making that connection. It's then about retaining it and just like keeping it and just always following up and making sure, you know, you've kind of built a strong relationship. So absolutely. Absolutely. So another thing about um, marketing and sales, I know that there can be some misconceptions. Some, you know, people think, you know, a lot of people who aren't familiar with it, haven't worked in it, will say these things about it, what it's like to work in, in that role. Can you kind of talk about maybe, you know, are there any misconceptions you've heard of? And if there are, just what's the truth about it? Um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions I mean, I think myself, I've definitely fallen into this too, is thinking that marketing should kind of have an instant payoff. Um, and I think in a lot of instances, it, it you can have instant payoffs, obviously, if you place an ad and you get clicks and conversions, like that is a payoff. But um, for me, I think the majority of marketing is really, again, building that relationship and that um, connectivity with a community. And that's kind of how it pays off in the end. Um, and so I think getting overwhelmed with trying to make things happen really quickly um, in marketing can be a downfall. And it's important to kind of stick with the program and um, see it through and um, really just focusing on, um, you know, telling your story and building a, a great foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we said at the end there, just telling your story, because I think that one big thing when you're, you know, either retaining clients or trying to get new people to come is, you know, you're not trying to make it something that's like so transactional. You're kind of trying to, you want to make it an experience. You want to make it something that's meaningful for people. So trying to like really just show like, I'm not just doing this, you know, for your money or so like it looks good for, you know, I make my boss happy. It's, it's really because we want to make this meaningful for you. That goes a long way. Absolutely. You want to make a, a, a long-term connection with fans. And that's, I think, the, the root of marketing and why it shouldn't be looked at as a, you know, a quick um, right. easy transaction. And, you know, you see it happening. I mean, you know, look at other venues like Madison Square Garden. It's just like a legendary venue that has that, um, you know, recognition. And that's from decades of of building those relationships with, with their fan base and in that area and with promoters and with amazing shows and yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, one more question, just kind of about marketing itself. Um, what would you say is the biggest challenge of marketing and then also the biggest reward? And maybe you can talk about just like your role, just working at the current arena, kind of like what you've experienced. Yeah, so I would say the biggest challenge um, is definitely breaking through all of the uh, noise, so to speak. Um, 
you know, technology has definitely made it very easy to do some, some marketing of what's going on. Um, but because of that, you know, there's a lot more to, to get through and to get, to gain people's attention. Um, so that's both a challenge and, and a perk, I guess, um, of technology. But um, I would say the biggest reward is just seeing all of your hard work pay off. I mean, I know specifically with this venue, we are a very, very new venue considering. I think we're going into our fifth year at this point and a couple of them were COVID years, so they don't really count. Um, but, you know, it's been years of sort of grinding away and, and continuing to put our name out there and continuing to host these great events and try to improve and, um, and do great things. And I think finally seeing all of that payoff is the biggest, biggest reward. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think that when it comes to all the marketing stuff, I kind of think that we covered um, a lot just about re relationship building, about the value of, you know, it's more than just a transaction about the memories and that like, there are a lot of challenges, but there's a lot of rewards. And I think um, there's a lot of really cool you know, aspects to marketing that people kind of don't really think about and kind of have misconceptions about. Absolutely. Um, all right. So now I kind of just want to end it off the whole podcast with, you know, we like to do, you know, a few fun questions. So, you know, maybe just maybe two or three. All right. So first, what's your favorite spot in the DMV area to go to? Um, I really like the e Eastern shore. Um, I, I've just, again, I'm a Maine girl, so I love the ocean. I love, you know, kind of being on the coast. So Eastern shore for me. Awesome. All right. Um, so at this arena, at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, what is your dream event to, you know, help make, make happen? You know, I think one of my most favorite events here was that we hosted Bob Dylan. Um, and I think it was one of those events that just shocked everybody that we were this tiny little arena hosting a legend like Bob Dylan. And I would love to host another big name like that again. I think that was so much fun. Awesome. All right. Now your dream venue to work at. Ooh, my dream venue to work at. Um you know, I'm really obsessed with everything that OVG is building right now, all of their new venues. Uh, the Moody Center looks absolutely amazing. UBS mm -hmm. Arena that they just built is absolutely amazing. I would love to be at one of those venues one day. Yeah, it's awesome. Where's the Moody Arena? Uh, Texas, Austin, Texas. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be a great place to work for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. And then last question, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? You know, I've learned not to um, <laughs> set too many specific goals like that. I obviously want to be progressing in my industry and um, pushing the limits of what I'm capable of. And, um, you know, just having fun. I'm, I've always had fun in what I'm doing. So it, it doesn't matter to me as long as I kind of stick to all of those, those major principles. Where I end up is where I end up. Yeah, definitely. All right. That was everything I had. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, for the listeners out there, um, if you want to keep up with any of our content, follow us on Instagram at SES underscore UMD. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Noah. Yeah. Happy going. Bye. Thank you.